Uh, morning. Uh, Tom said last night uh, with, in an interview with Jim Gray, there were tough conversations and tough coaching moments following Sunday's game. I'm curious from your perspective, how much is the focus on yourselves at this point of this particular season versus coaching against the upcoming op- opponent? I'm a, give me that again now. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm curious. Buffalo's, but, you know, Buffalo's uh, what we're working on here. Right. So I, my, my point is, or my question is, how much are you coaching um, what you're doing, what you want to execute during a particular week coming up versus planning for the opponent? Or is it the same as always? Um, yeah, I'd say it's very much the same as always. I mean, we, we take what we do and adapt it to our opponent. Um, and then if there's something that's uh, – different that's a game plan type of thing for a particular opponent then obviously we would try to work on that and um to hopefully be able to get it in the situation that we're uh we're looking for i guess if i could follow that up uh bill how much time are you spending more or less um making corrections during the week um at this point of the season versus planning for the opponent in this case the bills there's there's an element of that every single week. So sometimes it, it it would depend on I guess how closely you think your new opponent would replicate something that happened last week or recently. Um and so that's yeah, you you just have look, you only have so many plays in practice each each day and each week. You have to decide how you want to allocate those plays. Um, you can cover more things in meetings and walkthroughs, uh, but you just have to decide how much of how many how much of practice time you want to you would want to allocate to a, a particular problem uh, that you want to address. So that's that would vary depending on the team that you're playing and also the teams that you've recently played, or, or maybe you go back to a previous game against them, like. In this case, since we've already played Buffalo earlier in the year, which is a little bit unusual, um, and you know, in a way, that's going back and correcting things that happened from you know the first game or even a, possibly an earlier game, um, you know, from previous year against them. Got it. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Mike Giardi. Hey, Bill. Uh, just wondering what uh, over the last couple of weeks, whether it's practice or in games, that you guys have seen from J.C. Jackson that uh, gave you guys the confidence to put him on Juju on Sunday? Yeah, well, J.C.'s been playing against good players every week, so – um, that's what the National Football League is. There's a lot of a lot of good players uh, at every position on every team. So we, we certainly, you know, saw Miami has good skill players. Minnesota has good skill players. Tennessee, Green Bay, Michigan, right down the line, they're all good. So that's that's what we play against. That's what we have to cover. Yeah, just a follow-up. What 
has, you know, allowed him to start playing more? You know, where have you seen the biggest improvement from him from maybe, uh, you know, training camp or, you know, whenever it was now? It's, I'd say it's just been pretty steady. It wasn't like it all happened in, in one day or one week. Uh, I think he's just played you know, a little better um, each time he goes out on the field, takes advantage of his opportunities, and um, you know, just does continue to get a little bit better. He's had some opportunities to play in games and um, has taken advantage of some of those opportunities with you know playing in third down or some um, substitute defensive situations and uh, then that grew a little bit you know last week was a week where we anticipated seeing a lot of four and five receivers well three four and five receivers um, and we did and so that you know brought in extra defensive back opportunities um, you know, Keon had an opportunity to do that some uh, this week and so that's kind of how it started for JC, you know, a few plays here and there, and then, then it became more than that. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. Next question, Mike Giardi, followed by Phil Perry, and I'd ask anybody else to get five stars that wants to ask a question. So on the, on the third down play at the end of the game, uh, James White was open underneath. I, I'm just curious. I, I know Tom yesterday talked about concern about if he threw it there not having enough time to get the next player being too hurried so is there is there a was there a preference for him to throw the ball in the end zone edict would be too strong a word or do you think that that maybe was a possibility to check underneath the to, to white with that that many seconds on the clock um well, again, you know, Tom's, I mean, Tom's a, a very experienced quarterback in our system, very experienced playing against our opponent, Pittsburgh, last week, um, has ex excellent judgment and decision-making abilities. And so, again, when the play's called, the, the ball's not supposed to go to anybody unless it's a screen pass or something like that. It, the ball's, like, we're not trying to throw to one guy. So, all the questions about why don't we throw to this guy, because there's five guys out on the pattern and we're going to try to do what's best on that play. And in Tom's judgment, which I would not certainly not second-guess his judgment, would given the game situation um, and the time and all the things that went into that play, he made the best decision that he thought he could make at that time, and I'm not going to second-guess it. You can second-guess it if you want to, but nobody knows better at that time um, with the ball in his hands where he feels like he's got the best chance. And and if we complete a pass and the clock's running and how much time that's going to take and what we have left, like that's a split-second decision that he's got to make. I don't think anybody will make it better than him. Um, you can second-guess it all you want, but that's – that's what the person we have doing that, and we have great confidence in him doing it. It's a tough situation. It's you know I don't know if there's a great answer. Um, you know when you don't have much time and you you have you have to throw to the end zone or you don't have you, you know you maybe marginally have enough time to throw it somewhere else if you can't get out of bounds. And so that's the defense has a big advantage in that situation. They played it well, and 
you know, we, we weren't able to, we weren't able to get in the end zone. Thanks, Bill. Uh, next question, Phil Perry, followed by Mike Reese. Phil can hear us. Sorry about that. You got me, Stacey? Yep, go ahead. Okay. Phil, I know you sort of hit on uh, a little bit of this when Mike was asking you earlier about, you know, looking at what you did in the previous week's game and how much you focus on that moving forward. But um, my question is, how do you balance, I guess, working on some of the fundamental things that, that you started working on, you know, even back in training camp versus, you know, knowing that um, some of that work might, you know, necessarily take time away from preparation for this specific game. Is that a tough balance to try to strike when you feel like there are fundamentals you need to go back to? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's the same thing every week. So I don't see it any really much differently. You, you never have enough time to work on the fundamentals. You never have as much time as you would like to have to work on fundamentals during the season. Um, at any position, offense, defense, special teams. Um, and you have to balance the fundamentals, which are important to the scheme and the team execution, which are also very important. Uh, and try to, if you decide to change the normal uh, percentages on that and you take something away from one area and put it somewhere else, then you certainly can do that. Um, and sometimes there's a good reason to do that one way or the other. Uh, but in the end, you've, you know, you've taken from one hand and given to the other. So that's, but that, that's the way it is every week. You have to, you make your practice plan, you decide the things that you want to try to emphasize and cover and utilize the time as efficiently as you can to, to cover all the things you need to cover. Bill, specifically with, with run game fundamentals, are those at all more challenging to work on this time of year as you know, players are and the team is managing players' health and there's, there's limits on contact and, and that sort of thing? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, this National Football League season has been 16 games for I don't know, 40 years. Um, you have this, you know, the same number of days, the same number of practices. The other team's got the same whatever else there is. I mean, all the teams are dealing with the same thing. So, I mean, it is what it is. Thanks, Bill. Our next question, Mike Reese, uh, followed by Rich Garvin. Thanks, Casey. And Bill, on Cordero Patterson, you know, he had the big third down catch in the game and then had the ball in his hands on another um, big third down play. He was on the field at the end of the game. What, what has he done this year, from your view, to sort of earn the trust to be on the field in those critical situations? What have you noticed from him to give you guys the confidence to, to have him on the field? This is daily performance and production made plays and you know, he's been on the field every day, works hard, does the things we ask him to do. So 
of course, we have confidence in him to do those things in games. And how about how about his approach on top of just the the football? Like you, I've heard you say before, you you know you never really truly know a player until you get to be with him every day. Uh, how has he approached sort of the the day to day process? You know, off the field, teammate, personality, demeanor. Yeah, a good teammate. Um, again, he's out there every day. He works hard, takes his job seriously. He's prepared and ready to go. I, mean, I don't know how you can ask for anybody to do more than their, give their best every day. Is what he does. And last question, Rich Garvin. Bill, I'm just curious if the team has improved since October. Um, yeah, I think we improve every week. Playing against other teams, they were improving too, so. Well, I know you said that. Where we are as a function of where our opponents are and where they are as a function of where we are, not just on a calendar day, but, you know, over a sequence of, of events. So, yeah, there's, um, and again, as other teams add more, uh, scheme and plays and and do things to to stress you, then you have to you know react and adjust to those, um, and they have to do it to you and and so forth. So, I mean, all all teams are better at the end of the year than they are at the beginning. I mean, you know, excluding injuries, that's you know another part of the discussion. But I mean, say players that are out there practicing, meeting. Every day, playing every week, get better. Of course, that's what they're out there for. So you feel your improvement level has been relative to the other teams? In other words, I think you said before, if, you, if you're not, you need to stay ahead of their improvement curve. Well, it's the bottom line business, so. Want to win every week? If you don't win, there are things you need to improve in. I mean, we've lost two games on the last play of the game. Not good enough. Hopefully, we could do things better and have different results. But I think we're definitely getting better as a team. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone.